0: Hello everyone, you're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host, Miodrag Milenkovic. Alright, happy Friday everyone. Uh, as always, new awesome interviews coming out every Friday and new solo cast episode is coming out every Tuesday. So in case you're a first time listener, I would highly encourage you to subscribe because I brought some awesome people on Affiliate Journey and more awesome people are about to come. So be sure not to miss out on that now before i dive into our today's guest uh i have i have only one announcement to make and that is that i have launched uh a first two episodes at the time of you listening this of my totally free online course on youtube called affiliate footprint uh it is everything i've learned about affiliate marketing uh and i i will release everything in a playlist on youtube so it will be available you don't even have to put an email uh, to have the information available out there so if you're someone who is either new or stuck with affiliate marketing for quite some time and you want to learn how to make a passive income with it i would highly encourage you to go and check it out uh i am releasing probably two to three episodes every week Uh, this week i have released two and the third one will be released tomorrow actually so uh, go at affiliate journey on youtube and you can check it out now our today's guest is a very very special guest his name is nicholas barely and he has achieved what a lot of us are longing for uh he he became self-made millionaire by the age of 26. He is a author of a book called The Modern, called the Modern Day Businessman. Uh, he also runs a very successful online business. And he's certainly a man to look up to. He, it was such a pleasure talking to him and I learned a lot he's he's really knowledgeable you can tell like i had plenty of interviews and now i can tell when someone really really has that both deep and wide knowledge around so many topics and nicholas is one of those people again i had such an awesome time talking to him and i'm sure you're gonna get a lot of value so without further ado i present to you nicholas barely Hello, everyone. You're listening to Affiliate Journey. I'm your host, Miodrag, and happy Friday. I want to welcome a very, very special guest of mine. His name is Nicholas Barely, and hello, Nicholas. Welcome to the show. Such an honor to have you, man.
1: Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me, and I'm excited for the people listening as well. My life actually transformed in one moment, just like hearing one thing just like this, and I believe that people's lives will be transformed on this show as well. And I love what you're doing because affiliate marketing and using products that already sell is a way that a lot of my friends have become successful. has been a good revenue generator for me as well. And I believe anyone can do it. You know, it's like, it's the alternative to having to go out there and be a network marketer, which is like, you have to be all extroverted and do all this stuff. Like, I don't get why everyone in the world doesn't do affiliate marketing, whether they want to make $500 a week, $1,000 a week, $50,000 a week, doesn't matter you can kind of scale this anyway. So I appreciate you for putting this whole thing together.
0: I appreciate you coming, man. Thanks for the kind words. And we talked a little bit about this, like you have a successful business and yet you leverage still affiliate marketing, but we'll dive into that soon. First, tell the listeners, like, who are you? What are you? What are you doing? And why did you choose to work online, man?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. We all have a journey of how we got here. And so the, the reason I'm sharing mine is more so to give people context of how I got here, what I had to overcome so that they can see that one, their excuses or things in their way, they don't matter. It doesn't matter like where you start, it's all about where you finish. So I grew up in, uh, in America, in uh, Southern California, and my parents broke up when I was four years old. So I had a lot of like problems in the home. A lot of anxiety. I didn't know, like, am I supposed to like my dad? Am I supposed to like my mom? Am I supposed to hate them? I have no clue because they hate each other. It was really difficult, which made me not do that well in school. I had a lot of anxiety in school as well. I actually was just watching a Christmas movie since it's near Christmas right now in California. And I was watching it and I was watching like how the family dynamic, like people that had parents, they, the kids felt like they were secure and safe. Whereas the kids that were broken up, it looked like they always had anxiety. They were crying to go see their dad or the crying because they were being taken away from their mom. And I was like, that was my life, always. So I didn't really think a lot about like my future or what I wanted to do. Uh, I just knew that my dad was a business owner and he showed me that if you can provide value to the world, they'll give you dollars in return. So even if someone has weeds or overgrown plants in their front yard and you can take care of that, then you're going to get paid. I just had someone come in and reorganize my cabinet for money. They got paid to reorganize my cabinets because I had a need and they supplied that need out at of a, at a means of exchange of money that was worth it for both of us. And so I knew at that point that I would never have to go get a job, but I didn't know what it was going to look like. And I went through some of my struggles and some of the reasons why I wanted to sell online was the fact that I was 60 pounds overweight. And I went through the struggles of of health and created a company outside of that, what I call turning your mess into your message. And over the last few years, like I got married to my wife seven and a half years ago, we started our first business in health together and have consistently used our own products and other people's products to generate the most amount of revenue, serve our client base the best that we can, and ultimately have the highest amount of profit with the least amount of expenses. It's been something like for me, the last time we've had a profitable month every month since 2016. But coming out of 2016, I was cleaning carpets as my full time job. Like my full time source of income going into 2016, 14, and 15 were all just cleaning carpets and selling things on Craigslist. That was my main source of income. So I didn't like blow up. And like I wasn't like this internet marketer guy, I was a failing business guy online that was trying to make things happen. And as I started to grasp some of these skills that we're going to talk about today, we were able to not only make a profit, but keep making a profit every single month.
0: Oh, you you intrigued me there. Like, (laughs) I want to almost jump in and ask you, like, what are the skills? And uh, in what year did you say you started actually, you were still in cleaning carpets and selling online. But when did you start? How long was it?
1: Yeah, I started my first business when I was 12 with my dad and that was lawn care. Because my dad told me if he had a weed whacker and a lawnmower, he would never go broke because he could always go mow someone's lawn and they need that. So it was like supply and demand. So I went and did that. I saved up $3,000 when I was 12 years old and I had it in my sock drawer. My dad actually told me that I was never good at spending. So whenever he needed a loan, he would just go in my sock drawer, take it, and then he put the money back in. Hopefully he did at least, right? So that was the first encounter that I had Yet I saw the the potential of online business because I saw that, one, if you were to advertise the old school way, it would still work, except there's only like 10% or 5% of the amount of people. So it only worked 10% as well or 5% as well as it used to, because the only thing that mattered is where was people's attention. That's why I'm on a platform like TikTok, because people's attention are there. So I go wherever the attention is. The second thing was that I saw that inside of cities, if you had a brick and mortar company, your company was only as good as the people in the city because that was the demographic. So if you had a a company in a city that had a $20,000 a year household income, then you can only sell things that would appeal to that demographic. Yet with the online space, you can directly target the demographic with the things that you actually enjoy. So now if you love to knit, you can sell a knitting course or if you don't like to knit and you know that there's a market for it, you could sell someone else's course on knitting to 100,000 people that love to knit. And it's not based on the city anymore. It's based on global demographics, being able to target specific people. And I love the thought of that because going into business, I just wanted freedom. I wanted to be with my wife. I wanted unlimited income potential. And I didn't want to be tied down to a bunch of obligations. So I wanted to be able to do what I want, when I wanted, with whoever I wanted. And that was the ultimate goal. And so when I looked at carpet cleaning, let's say, that I started doing when I was about 22 after I failed my first business, I knew that I was never going to hit that goal with carpet cleaning, because I also had a goal to impact people. Was I gonna impact people with carpet cleaning? Not really. So I, I looked through those lens and I started projecting, if I go into this business, what will my life be like? If I go into this business, what will my life be like? And as I saw the ones that had great potential, I started going into it. So 20 years old, my wife and I started in network marketing and we went out there and sold protein powder like online, Offline, brick and like just did everything we could to sell protein powder. And then the company failed after about a year and a half. We lost all of our income. And that's when we first went into how can we start our own business so that this never happens to us again. Right. So that was my progression. And I went and cleaned carpets at that point for two and a half years. As we learned, we went and interned underneath a health coach to learn online marketing, list building, sales, how to do digital products along with going to seminars and learning and flipping things and selling things and trying to grasp how can I gain skill sets that are valuable to the marketplace. And that took a few years. And that's why I love shows like this, is hopefully the goal is that we can crunch those three years of learning and failing into an episode where people can leave with that new mindset.
0: Yeah, that's beautifully said. Uh, Okay, so it seems like a pattern, like almost no one starts and like become successful in a month or five or six it's always like this struggle for a couple of years and then they have a breakthrough and something something starts working so can you explain to the listeners like what was it like while you were struggling maybe they are in the same place right now and what was that breakthrough when the business started taking off and you knew you're gonna leave that job and have a profitable business online?
1: Yeah, so uh, everyone wants to win the lottery. Everyone wants to get a bunch of money very easily. Easy come, easy go. And when I started focusing on building the skill sets to be able to not only make money, but keep the money and learn how to grow the money, that's where you gain power. The problem is right now is if you're new in business and you start making a bunch of money very easily then you actually start tricking yourself and thinking that you're good at this thing. And so you stop learning as much and you start expecting a lot more out of yourself. And then all of a sudden, let's say that that ad doesn't work anymore or that product gets shut down or whatever it is. And now you're stuck back at the beginning. You're not much better than what you are. So think about this for a second. If I were to give you a billion dollars right now, a billion dollars, I transferred it into your bank account and you opened it up and whatever current money you have in there, Add a billion to it. So if you got $1,000 or $10,000, it'd be $1,000,000,000, $1,000,000,000. Would you feel more confident? Well, like I, if, if it was me, right? Like I would, I would just walk around with my bank, my bank app open. I would just like set it down just so that like when people walk by, they're like, what the heck is that, right? Like you'd feel so important and you'd feel so powerful and you'd feel so confident maybe you'd start talking about things that you want to talk about maybe you would take risks that you wouldn't take before maybe you would start st- maybe you'd stop caring what people think about you right like i want people to jump into that feeling of if you had a billion dollars in your account how would you feel and all of us would probably say a measure of confidence so let's say that a one week later i strip the billion dollars out of your bank account and it goes back to me how do you feel down, not very confident. My question is, have you changed? No. Only the amount of money in your bank account has changed. You haven't changed, right? So, so many times people feel confident based on their circumstances, right? They think they can do it based on their circumstances. Though, even if you made money and then lost it, and let's say you struggled for five years, some people would say that because they're struggling, they're less confident than they were five years ago when it was easy. But I asked them, are you smarter than the person you were five years ago? Do you have more skills than the person five years ago? What's the difference? Oh, you just don't have as much money. So because you don't have enough, as much money, you don't feel as confident. But you're actually a better person. You have more skill sets, more value-based. You know more. It's just the circumstances changed. And one thing I didn't notice back then is like people people want quick easy success. It's almost the worst thing that can happen because when things are hard, you actually go out there and work hard, which helps you gain a skill set, understand this game, and if you can be successful in this game when it's hard, maybe a down economy, maybe there's like, you know, shaking up with the elections, whatever it is that makes business harder, if you can make it while it's hard, then you'll always make it when it's easy. But if you can only make it when it's easy, then when it gets hard, it's probably going to all go away. So that's one thing that I didn't quite understand was I was just looking for how could I somehow hack the system and make a lot of money with as little effort as possible and always have that fear that if it goes away, I don't know how to make it. Rather, than how can you gain the mindset, the skill set, the connections so that if I were to get you right now, take you out of your house, strip your identity, place you in the middle of Africa, butt naked with no passport, how could, would you be able to just go build the same business again? That's, the, that's where you get power and confidence is when you not only know how to create a result, keep a result, and grow it. If I were to get someone to make them fit right now, in an instant, fit, shredded, body. If they were overweight before, all they're going to do is they're going to transform that fit body back into an overweight body. And you know what it's going to do? It's actually going to make their life worse because nobody likes going backwards. This is why when people win the lottery, they go broke in three years and they wish they never would have even won the money because it makes their life worse. Why? Because they got a result too easily without knowing how to keep it or grow it. So now they don't even know how to create it. They don't know how to keep that result and they don't know how to grow it. So they're going downhill and they just want to get it all away. They're like, I'd rather just start from scratch again so that I can start going uphill rather than feeling like I'm always going downhill. So I always felt, I always look at that perspective. So if you're struggling right now, which I'm sure a lot of people out there, like even if you're making a lot of money, you still think I could do so much better. I suck. Why am I not doing as well as these people? Realize that that struggle is helping you build a skill set. And so for me, what it looked like was when I was out there doing network marketing, it happened pretty easily. That was a problem. One of my mentors, Danny Johnson said, the worst part of success is a little bit. Because when you have a little bit, you think like, Oh, I got this, you know, and it's like, you have a little bit of success and you stop doing the same things. I, I remember the company that I was with the network marketing went from $200 million in sales to 600 million in one year. So like 400 million extra revenue in one year. And I was riding that trend. We were making money. It provided for our life. All of a sudden it was gone. And I didn't know how to make, I didn't know how to sell my own stuff. That stuff wasn't selling anymore. And I felt like I just got hit really hard. I went into the place where I stopped investing in myself. I stopped going to live events. I stopped getting educated because I thought like, I tried that, that stuff doesn't work anymore. And I was making $1,500 a month cleaning carpets, hoping that something, I would get lucky. And it wasn't until I got to the point where I was fed up and I said, you know what, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I'm gonna take responsibility and the money that I wanna make, the life that I want, I'm just gonna say if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I gotta go do it. I gotta stop relying on my family, my friends, blaming the market, you know, people just aren't buying right now, or why isn't this working for me? That's all victim mentality. I decided to take it into my own hands and say, I'm going to go do this thing. So every single day I'd wake up and be like, what what do I need to do to make this happen? And it first started out with like selling things on Craigslist and stuff like that. Like I said, arbitrage, Uh, Gary V talks a lot about it now, but I used to literally go out when I was cleaning carpets, there was stuff on the side of the road that was for free, like tables, chairs, all that stuff. I would take the free sign off, take a picture of it, list it, and I would sell it out of people's front yards or I'd load it up in the van, take it home and sell the free stuff. You go to the free section on Craigslist right now, you can go take stuff and flip it, relist it right now on Craigslist and it'll sell. And so I started doing that as like a source of income as well, which is so similar to like you know what we do online now, right? It's like you take something that's valuable to someone, you buy it at for less money and you resell it again. It's like Yeah, it's mind blowing when you start getting in that mindset. So hopefully that helps with the mindset of like, I want to make quick money. And also when it comes to skill set, you know, there's no shortcut. Literally, if you get lucky and make a lot of money, I guarantee you it's just going to go away somewhere. Right? But if you gain the skill set and you can create money on demand, now you have something that would give you financial independence forever. And I think we just get sold this weird thing of like, if you can get lucky and just, like people all over the world right now, they think that if someone were just to give me money, if I were just to get a break, I would be successful. Like I know I'd make it. And I'm like, statistics say no. If I take all the wealth in the world right now and distribute it equally, all of it, take all the wealth and give it to everyone equally, it'll be back in the same hands in four years.
0: I heard it and loved it. It's Which amazing. means
1: that it's not about opportunity. It's about education and network. Opportunities are everywhere. There's one realtor in my town that kills it, does well, and there's another realtor in the same town that sucks. They could both sell the same homes. The opportunity's there, but one of them's educated, knows how to play this game, and the other one isn't. And so they fail. So education's a game, which is why we're on the show.
0: Absolutely. I love that answer, man. Uh... Okay, tell me now what are what are the top skills, maybe two or three, that you have developed and think are crucial for maybe someone who is new online and needs to master the skills. What would you recommend they focus on at the beginning? What had what has helped you on your journey and on improving your business?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So The biggest thing for me as an overarching, and then we'll kind of break it down. So I'll go like way up here and then we'll come way back down. When I look at the things that have really helped me the most, it's come down to three core categories, which has been mentors, community, and a step by step plan. Mentors, because I want someone who I can reach out to that can do a few things. One, they can shift my mindset about how I'm looking at things, right? Like if I don't have the mindset, I won't see opportunity. Two, they can give me advice specifically on what I'm going through, maybe inside of my business or inside of my life. And then when I look at community, you adapt to who you're around. So when I was 20, my goal was to make $10,000 a month. And then by 25, I wanted to make my first million. When I saw people making $10,000 a month, I thought they were like a god. I thought I was too scared to talk to them. I thought, should I ask them to take a picture? That's what I thought. And I was too scared to ask them to take a picture. And that was where my mindset was at because of how I grew up. Right? I just never really knew how much money people can make. And then all of a sudden, a few years later, I caught myself. I was hanging out with a guy that said he only ate breakfast after they made $10,000 that day. So he'd, he'd make ten grand and then he'd have breakfast. And I remember just thinking, okay, I want to do that. Right? So I, I was like trying to hit that same number and I was going after it and I, it wasn't working for me. But I started seeing I was making 1000 or $1,500 a day. And I started realizing, oh my gosh. When I thought 10,000 dollars was where I could be because of the environment and the people I was around, I was making like 1,000 to 3,000 dollars a month. And then all of a sudden, when I'm around this guy and I'm, I'm getting around these communities where people are making 30,000 a month, 100,000 a month, 300,000 a month, a million dollars a month, and usually it takes like either using a friend to be in hard work to get in those communities, or you pay one of the two. Relationships cost time or money but it'll both will be worth it. just takes either investment, time or money. And so I remember getting around these people and I, I was still just as crappy, right? The percentages are the same. 1,000 to 3,000 a month when I had friends that made 10,000 and then all of a sudden 1,000 to 3,000 a day when I was around people that were making 10,000 a day, right? Like same percentages. I was just as bad, yet whatever environment you put yourself in, you adapt to And you start picking up the skill sets and the mindset and you start seeing opportunity. It'd be the equivalent of anyone's ever been in sales before. Whenever you're in sales, you may be sucking, you may be stale on the phone. If you get around people that are really good at selling and you feel that momentum and you hear their tonality and their posture, you start getting on the phone and you start thinking and believing the same way you see them sell. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like I can sell. It's like, a clarity like a fog gets lifted and when you get around people that have lifted fogs that that like it's foggy for you but they can see it clearly all of a sudden it it disperses the fog for you so those would be like the first things no matter what if right now you don't have mentors in the areas of your life that you want to grow in that are further along than you are that can literally look from the end and look at where you're at and tell you the steps to take one and two a community of people that are like minded, that are socially pushing you because some things are better caught than taught. You can't, some things you can't learn, you have to catch them. And that's what I mean by like when you're around people that are having success, something just like happens inside of you that passes your brain. And you're like, dude, I can see it clearly now. I don't know what it is, but like I feel like I can do this. So for people that have been to live events and things like that, that is definitely like the place to be. And when it comes to the skill sets, I believe the most valuable skill set that you can build is, is being able to lead people. right? Being able to build trust and build a tribe of people, people buy. And right now, if you can build a tribe of people that congregate around a subject, those people have needs and wants, and you can sell them things that would solve their problems. So the way that I do it is through a three-dimensional business. I generally create I've created my own businesses and then create a community around them. And then we sell them affiliate marketing, different different types of offers that contribute to them that they have needs for. So like, let's say for my guys, they're immense community. I don't have a supplement line, but I take supplements and there's supplements that they're all interested in. And I can now make money selling them supplements. And so at first I build the community for me, sell my products and they don't want my products or I don't have the product. I then sell them the other, the other style products that we have. So inside of that, like building the community to me is the most valuable piece because now you've built trust with the people, right? Rather than having to go out there and sell and hope that an offer converts cold, you want to bring people in, warm them up, build a relationship so that even if you're selling something that is higher investment or uh, maybe not as pretty packaged or something like that, they want to buy from you because they trust you and they don't want to go somewhere else. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah absolutely. I actually focused on community or audience building quite a lot, and a little selfish question. What would you recommend to grow it faster and more impactful, maybe, when you're building your your own tribe, your, your own tribe and your own community?
1: Yeah, so I talked about uh, I touched on the three-dimensional business. Inside of it, number one is a mission and vision that's bigger than a product or service. So how can you have something that the company or the community is working towards? Like a, a Russell would call it a future-based cause. What problem are you trying to solve in the world? So a lot of times when we have a community, we only talk about like a subject or we talk about a product that we sell, that's it. But when we get people involved in a vision, they feel like they're a part of it. And what this looks like is it's in the Super Bowl, in football, even the guy who sits on the bench still gets a ring, Super Bowl ring, if they win. And so when you're going after a big vision, solving a big problem in the world, people want to be a part of it just because they feel like they're a part of the winning team, even if they're not like on the forefront of the entire thing. They want to be on the winning team. And so what that looks like, the way to to get it to build quicker is to take the focus off of this is mine to this is ours, right? Like this is our community. We're getting this message out there. We're solving this problem and making it feel like it's all their wins. So let's say, even even inside of my personal brand, right? Like I'm Nicholas Barely, and there's people that love me as a person and they follow what I do. If how can I make how can I make it a tribe that grows faster when it's all about me? I make it all about them. Every win that I have, I'm like, hey guys, huge win for us. Look at what we're doing in the world because I got featured in Entrepreneur like big win for us. Right? When I talk about my communities, I'm like, "Hey guys, the brotherhood right now is at this size, and we're looking to get it right here. This is our community, our movement. This is your place. We're building this for you. We're building it for your people. How can we all together grow this thing?" And so they I get them enrolled in the vision so that they treat it as if it's their own because most people don't have vision. Right? So when you uh, put a mission, so think about this. When you have a mission out there that's big, people will come in submission to it because they don't have one. Most people, they don't have a mission. So when you have a mission, people will come into submission, which just means they're there to help support that mission. And when we feel when we make it all about the company or we make it all about us, people don't feel like they're a part of it. But when we enroll the people in it, now all of a sudden, each one of them becomes a mini version. Think about religion. Think about uh, Christianity and Jesus. Jesus had people come in and say, hey, I'm the Messiah, right? He was the influencer. People came in and then he empowered them. All right, now it's your turn to go spread this message out into the world. And then all of a sudden, now there's like two and a half billion people that are Christians still. But it's not—he's not out there speaking the message anymore. The people, right? They call him Christians. Think about it, like many, many Jesuses. Like that's what it means, like many, many Christ. So he's like, okay, I'm, I'm Jesus. Now you're a Christian, or I'm the Christ. Now you're a Christ, Christian, right? You're a mini, a mini Christ. Now go out there and like do the same thing. So I, I take those principles and I go, how can I empower the people to be a part of it? And usually on a more practical side, I would focus on. One thing at a time. So, if you're trying to build an email list right now, I wouldn't try to like build a Facebook group, an email list, a mini chat list, and try to do all this at the same time. Have a push that you're doing and have it kind of a system that's pretty streamlined where you're either trying to get return on ad spend, like trying to get your money back. And that could be through trying to sell a back end offer or trying to get as many people on a list as strategically as possible. So, an example right now would be I'm running a mini chat opt in. So I'm trying to get people on a mini chat list so I can directly communicate with them and get a lot of responses. And as soon as they grab that free offer that I have right now that puts them on the mini chat list, that mini chat will then send them a link to join the private Facebook group. So then they join the private Facebook group where I send them a gift in the three questions for their email. So now I've got their mini chat. I've got them in the group, which is a lead nurture, and I have their email. And so each time I get that, I'm like, how much money would that have cost to try to get them on all three lists, right? So I'm strategically going after it, but I'm focusing on one at a time. Because let's say I'm running an email opt-in and I grab an email and then I send them to the Facebook group. And then the question in the Facebook group is "Is their email again. Like that's not very strategic, right? Like I'm not building that list. So I want to figure out how can I focus on growing one thing? And if that's the Facebook group, then for a whole month, for 30 days, focus on how can I run promotions to get people and level up this group and collect their email on the front end in the three questions. Does that make sense? So whether I'm focusing on email first and then I'll send them to the Facebook group or whether I'm focusing on mini chat first and then sending them to the group and then grabbing their email, I want to make sure that I'm focusing on one specific thing at a time that I'm looking to grow. And so... A Facebook group, let's say you're, you want to grow a thousand members in a month, and maybe you have a few hundred members right now or a thousand members, you want to double the group. I would be like, okay, what could I give away for people that invite 10 friends? What could I give away every week to track the progress? How do I make the members of the group feel like this is their group and say, hey guys, our goal as a group, a community, is to get a thousand more people in here that we can help with XYZ. Who do you know right now in your market? And like, for my community, because they're so enrolled, I don't even need to do giveaways. I can just say, I need your help. We're going to help these people in the world. Who wants to help by doing XYZ, adding this many people to the group that are high quality, you know, good people? And you, you think about it, how much does it cost to get a quality email? Not just any email, a quality email. Let's just say on the low end, 15 bucks, like for you know, quality, freaking amazing people. So fifteen to fifty bucks, but I'll call it fifteen for fun. Let's say I add a thousand people that are quality with emails that are referrals from current members. Now I've gotten a thousand emails. Thousand times fifteen is fifteen thousand dollars that I saved, all by empowering the members and they're higher quality people than if I were to just run an ad to a cold audience. So and they're in the group and they're on email. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you can do
1: this with anything, dude. You can do this with uh, sports. Like I have a motocross page. All it is is a fan page for motocross. Like I could easily start selling things that are relevant to motocross to that community because I'm consistently giving them updates that no other page ever does, like a blog. And the benefit of that is a lot of people already love motocross, right? I have a lot of my friends that do this with sports teams they'll come out with they'll uh, follow the sports teams they'll make pages based on what they think is going to win the world world series or or the super bowl and they'll promote products and sell products from that page that are like memorabilia to people that are sports fans you know what i mean it's kind of like back in the day when it got super popular to say i'm born in november like you know and they ran ads to people that were born in november like the shirts and stuff like that similar strategic stuff like that but again as soon as that's turned off or done. Like you can't make money from anymore. But if you have a list in a community, you can consistently serve them.
0: I love that answer. All right, tell me now. Uh, at least in affiliate marketing, this is, I think, a big problem where people are telling you just choose a product and then find people to promote. well my my stand on that is that you need to have like a problem that you want to solve, and then you find a product that will fill those needs. So what what would you tell to maybe new affiliates who are online trying to promote, still don't have the vision for for something of their own, and they want to promote some, someone else's product, what would you say? How should they approach that?
1: Yeah, so I, I would uh, not try to rush it, and I would test things out. So first, obviously you want to, you want to promote things generally that you're kind of excited about so that you can be consistent with the promotion. And so I want to look at things that already, the first things I look at is how well does this product sell already to the people that they're selling it to, right? Like we talked about the Tony Robbins course with uh, Dean Graziosi. Like if you've seen how well this thing sells, it converts well, it's very simple Tony Robbins is very like persuasive, and he's a known figurehead. And it's inside of something that I'm passionate about, which is getting your message out there, masterminds, marketing. Those are the niches that I love and that I'm, that I'm educated in. So I don't look at affiliating products that are like you know, DIY kits from home for women. It's just not something that I naturally am attracted to. So I stick in the things that I'm educated in, just like you would with investing. You don't invest in companies or things that you currently are not educated about. And so I took that same type investor mentality and I did it inside of affiliate marketing as well. So the first thing I would look at is what's in your area of kind of like expertise and that you understand and who already has good volume and numbers right now where there's a market for it, right? Each, each market has a market cap. How much money do people spend in that market? And then how well is that actual offer converting? So that you can test it out or maybe you can bring in the person who created that product and do a training and see your little small list right now. How do they respond to the information that this person has you can put out a post like I test things with our guys all the time and say and use different hooks like how many guys have ever wanted to write a book and like if there's a huge response I'm like okay interesting. I probably should look into something around writing a book, do a little self training with someone who has a great like training for it, and then maybe come out with like a really strategic offer for them. Right. Like, like I want to test the waters. And generally, like I'm coming from a place of if you've got a small list, some amount of people that you've built a relationship with already. And if you have not, again, then go and find something that's already converting in an area that you're interested in. And start just like building an expertise and list around that subject. It's not I mean it's not that crazy to um, to really start out. Like think about this. Let's say people love goals. Right now, I have a swipe up ad running for goal setting work workbook. like you can get free offers as a white label free offer if you wanted to. and you could run it and build an email list for a dollar to two dollars per opt-in a few hundred dollars, now you have a small list. And now you can actually start testing like content offers, seeing what they're interested in based on things that are already converting for that style market in the first place. And those are the first things that I always look at. Like if, if a webinar is not converting, like, like let's say I'm sending them to Tony Robbins webinar and they're not selling anything, I wouldn't. I don't care like, how cool it is, I'm not gonna run that as a promotion. Right, and and so test things, and not everything will work. I have things that like I thought was amazing for my community, and I try to sell it to them. And I'm like, this this workout pants are they're so amazing, and I'm making like thirty percent or something, and I only sell sell like a handful, and then I sell a course that's like two thousand bucks, and I sell a bunch of them, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was just the offer was off, right? So making sure that that the alignment between your message, the community and the offer is all very similar. And I would build something based on what you want to build for a long period of time, not building a list, marketing to them and then having to go do it again. I would like I would say like build that list of people based on something that you want to do for a while. so you continue to nurture them because the majority of your sales are going to come in the future. Like my first list of 61 people, I did a 61 person health challenge. And it was like a free offer. And after the challenge, uh, we tried to upsell them a $1,000 product. And we only made $3,000. And it took a while. So we were like, oh my gosh, this is so annoying. So we continued to nurture them over the next year and a half. And we realized that those 61 people had bought $150,000 in a year and a half of revenue. Total total revenue, to- total sales. And so it was like, holy crap, like I'm glad that I didn't move on to something else. I continued to nurture those people because they were interested in the beginning, right? People join or opt in for something because they're interested in something and they need a problem solved. They may just not feel comfortable to buy it right now or they don't think it'll work for them. There's something that's like not there yet, yet you want to stay on top of mind with these people so when they want to make a decision, you're the first person they think of.
0: Beautiful. All right, man. I know you are tight with your time. So could you tell the listeners where they can find you online, where they can connect with you?
1: Absolutely, man. I appreciate it again. And Instagram, Nicholas Barely. You guys can check out Billion Dollar Body. That'll bring you to everything we do with the Brotherhood. You can go go look at some of the stuff we do. Uh, One of the things that I do is I built a community. I built a membership site. And in the membership site is resources. The resources are all companies I'm partnered with. And have affiliate offers like with, right? Uh, Another fun thing, real quick, at the end is we built like a blog. Uh, We'll blog about like items that are relevant to our niche, like supplements men should take. And if you type in on Google right now, supplements men should take, and if you want it to be specific, seven supplements men should take, you'll see billion dollar body right there at the top. And every single offer has a discount, and every single offer I make money from. So men are Googling that all the time finding the, the blog, finding the resources, buying the resources. The resources are credited good products. I didn't build them. They're things that I actually like searched for, built a relationship with the company, became an affiliate for, got a discount. And now because of their hard work, they're selling for me, right? So how can you leverage other people's credibility? If I were to write a blog on Tony Robbins and be like, you want to work with Tony Robbins and learn from him? Click here. Like that has nothing to do with me. Everyone trusts Tony Robbins. It's just you're sending the traffic, and when they buy, you get paid. And the last thing I want to say real quick is don't underestimate the power of generating leads. Like, if you can generate leads for a business, then right there all, is already, like my friend makes $700,000 a month generating leads through Google of, of uh, people that need lawyers, and he sells them for 55 bucks each to lawyers. 700K a month. Oh, wow. So that's, you know, you can also be the barter. So appreciate you having me, man. I know that we scratched the surface of, of everything, but, you know, Michael's the people would see if, you, if there's something out there that sells, there's people out there that don't know about it. And if you can get the people to then know about that offer that already converts and the copy's good, like the, all the hard work was put into it and it's like super amazing. Then all of a sudden, like, you can now be the person that makes the money off the product without having to do all the work. And if it really works, then go create the product yourself. But at least you know it works without having to go and do all this hard work on your own.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And I will put the links of Instagram uh, on affiliatejourney.co slash Nicholas. And if you're watching on YouTube, it will be in the description below. Nicholas, thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate your time, man.
1: Thank you, man. appreciate it.
0: All right, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe. And until Tuesday, see you around. Goodbye. All right, everyone. Thank you again for listening to the very end. I appreciate you and your time. And again, if you want to connect with Nicholas or myself, you can do so at affiliatejourney.co slash Nicolas. All the links will be over there uh check the free course on youtube at affiliate journey and again link will be in the show notes or just type affiliate journey on youtube if you're not following me over there go do so and lastly if you're listening on apple uh, it really helps the show if you leave a review so if you got some value out of it i would really appreciate you leaving a review and subscribing all right everyone as always until next week cheers to your success Thank yeah. you.